Today's Leading Women episode 668 with the wonderful Tiffany Romero. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Tiffany Romero. Tiffany Romero in 2008 recognized the need for bloggers' social community and created the Seeds Girls, now with 90,000 members strong and growing. Tiffany is a savvy marketer with years of experience leveraging the brand and influencer relationship. Tiffany has been partnered with Sway Group since 2011 and joined the executive team in 2014. Having worked with brands such as Pepper Ridge Farm, Procter & Gamble, Invisa Line, Ford Women in Pink and numerous PR firms, Tiffany has a unique perspective and experience regarding the brand-blogger relationship. To learn more, visit www.swaygroup.com. That's swaygroup.com. Women of the world, Miss Tiffany Romero. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Tiffany, I really love what you are doing with your business, both with the Sits Girl and Sway Group. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment at a time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Sure. Um, so I started a personal blog back in March um, 2008. And at the time, I quickly realized that there was a need for a community of bloggers, a, a meeting space um, for bloggers to go to and learn about what was happening in the industry and to get support from other bloggers and get education about blogging. Um, and so Four months after I started my personal blog, I started the sitsgirls.com. And it quickly grew into a leading site for blogger education and support. Um, and as you mentioned, we've grown to be quite, quite strong after all these years um, of just being a, a sole purpose of, of providing support for bloggers. So bloggers can stop by at any level um, and figure out, you know, 
what's the best way to get something noticed on Pinterest? How do I participate in a Twitter party? What are brands looking for when they want to work with bloggers? Um, so I developed this community and we started a conference called Bloggy Bootcamp where we would travel the country, do four or five different stops a year. And in doing so, I met Allison and Danielle, um, who were the owners of Sway Group. And after meeting with them, initially the idea was that they would represent um, our conference and secure sponsorships. And we realized that, wow, we could be working together in a much bigger way and helping bloggers leverage their blogs and work with brands and you know derive a stream of income. Um, and so we did a, a joint um, venture together where we paired up as, as partners, still separate businesses. And then after a year of success, um, Sway acquired um, my company with my partner, Danielle, and then we came on board as partners. And it's been, it's been an amazing trip ever since. Mm, I love your story. I love the idea that uh, how your business came about. You know, imagine it started with uh, having a personal blog and now you've grown it to such a big community for bloggers to get those education support and now team up with a, a partner with even a bigger company, Sway Group. Love that you shared that one with us. But what continues to inspire you doing this business? You know, I, I was really inspired because I saw such opportunity and such possibility um, that I had never seen before. Blogging and this digital space was offering opportunity to women to follow a passion and create a small business without having to work outside the home full time. And to connect with other women on such a large scale. Um, and so women who were, you know, maybe wonderful cooks and amazing at creating recipes, you know, have been able to build fantastic businesses out of their blogs. And, you know, women who can make homemade goods and even women who just talk about lifestyle um, and raising a family and, you know, what all that entails are now able to work with brands, you know, sharing their message. And it, it's just been incredible to see the, the possibility. And every day when I, when I wake up, that's what I'm inspired by. What's next? What opportunity is out there? Because this open platform exists now to, to share yourself and share your gifts and your talents. That is such an inspiration. And yes, I agree with you. I mean, the opportunity we have now uh, with technology, for example, it really affords uh, everyone to be able to share their message, be able to share their passion. And blogging is a great platform. And, and, and I am really uh, passionate about that platform as well. But now I've expanded to podcasting, wherein um, it's audio, it's actually audio blogging, um, turning those written contents into audio. So really, I mean, I'm so grateful with technology that really affords that uh, that possibility, this access to people who want to share their message. And not only that, but to create income for what they do, uh, working from exactly, them. Yeah, really helping a lot of people there. So thanks for sharing that. Now let's talk about some of your personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur. Share our listeners those top three traits that you know that have helped you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from as well. 
You know, I think that um, there are a couple things that have really been integral to the success um, that I've been able to create. And I, I think really the first one is that I'm comfortable being a risk taker. Um, and I feel like for women especially, we often tend to step back from that risk um, and, and not jump in. And I think it's great to be thoughtful and to have a smart business plan and to get advice and to be very strategic about what you're doing. But at, at some point, there is a level of risk. And, you know, believing in yourself is really the next trait that I think supports that risk taking. I, I, have, I have a passionate belief, not only in myself, but in truly what I'm doing. You know, when I, when I spent the first $500 to develop the community site, and I put in, you know, another $500 to run a big giveaway, that investment in myself at that time back in 2008 really led to, you know, owning and being part of a thriving business now. And, and I don't ever forget that. And when, when people come in and hear me speak, you know, I'll say to the room of 150 women, I could tell you every single step I made and how I made it. And I would share all those, those things because they aren't secrets. But the, the truth of the matter is there's probably only three to four people in this room that would take the risk and invest in themselves and go do it. And, you know, I think that that's something that entrepreneurs share is this, you know, being okay, putting yourself out there and making an investment, not being 100% sure that it's going to come back to you. Um, I've been really fortunate in that one of my strengths from StrengthsFinder actually is strategy. Um, being able to see kind of what's coming down the road and adjusting my business model or adjusting the brand to kind of figure out the best way to respond before it happens. And, you know, if that isn't something that, that you have as an entrepreneur, that's okay. It's just important to know that you don't and, and partner with someone who does. I think that um, I see a lot of women partnering together as friends. And what you really want in a business partner is someone who has the opposite skill set that you do, not necessarily just someone that you like going to coffee with. <laughs> um, so for me, those, the, making those decisions and being very smart about who I chose to work with and being very aware of my own strengths and challenges um, has been so important to the success of not only the business, but me feeling successful in my role in the business. Mm, huge, huge. I mean, this qualities or this strategy you shared with us, being a risk taker, belief, having that belief in yourself, being okay to putting yourself out there and that, yeah, about making that investment for yourself to grow and uh, personally, not just business, but not just professionally, but but personally as well. And yeah, I love what you said about being a strategist, the ability to see and uh, being able to adjust um, your your ideas or your, your business according to what your consumers or clients uh, are heading to or, or or love to, love to have. Uh, that is such a trait that I'm sure we can all cultivate and adapt in our lives. And that's the beauty of it because we can all cultivate and adapt the traits into our lives and into our business. 
All right, let's talk about the challenges uh, being an entrepreneur because being an entrepreneur, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person here. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? You know, I think the I think what comes to mind first is the challenge of staying true to the brand or vision. Um, it's very easy to get sidetracked when you feel like a different path or what someone else is doing is is being more successful. Um, and there's also, especially within the online world, um, you have to be very aware of the trust that your audience and your clients put into you and knowing what they expect from you. And in the early days of developing the website, I turned down some pretty significant sponsor dollars because they weren't a match for the audience. And had I taken that money, I would have maybe had, you know, a couple thousand dollars in my pocket, but I would have lost the trust of my audience and I would have confused them with the message that I was sending. And so I think it's really important um, that when it comes to that challenge of staying true to the brand, that you really listen to, to your clients and your customers and your audience and your, your gut, your own self, and make decisions according to the end game, not according to what you want to have happen in that moment. Because the end game is where the big payoff is. And so staying true to those core values that you've set up is is challenging, but it's vital. Um, the second challenge that I've had growing a business and then combining it with another business and continuing to grow is growing pains. Um, when you grow, you're so excited, but you are faced with a set of challenges that you never even realized existed. Um, and when you go from working as a solo entrepreneur to taking on a partner and then to taking on two additional partners, you are certainly going to have growing pains. And that's okay and it's to be expected. But I think it's really important that two things happen. One is that the people that you're working with and you are totally committed to clear communication. You have to be able to say what you want, what you feel, what your concerns are in a respectful way that allows everyone to be heard and allows for a solution-based conversation. Um, and I think they have to have the same end game. You have to be wanting to go and take the business to the same place. Uh, like I said earlier, it's so important that choosing partners in business or even even people that you do contracts with or just allies are really on the same page as you. And it's okay sometimes to say that this isn't a good fit and, and move on and really protect the brand and the business. Um, the third would be, and I know as women we talk about this all time, but is balancing it, balancing work, balancing home. Um, what I've decided to do personally is is throw balance out the door. I don't talk about balance. I don't think about balance. Instead, I focus on being present at what I'm doing at that moment. And I've set up some guidelines within my life and my family to follow to help create 
an atmosphere or environment that lends itself towards me being present. Mm, love those uh, tips that you shared with us. Yeah, I mean, so huge, huge lessons there. And love that you touched upon that, staying true to your brand and vision, um, growing pains, of course, when you're growing the company. Yeah, you have it and you're growing your team as well. Love what you said about having clear communication with your team, um, focusing on the end game, and of course, balancing work and home. I'm sure a lot of us or most of us are challenged with this. And yeah, I love what you said about really being focused on uh, being present at the moment and creating guidelines uh, not just for your business but for your personal life as well with your family and like that and other tips that you can share our listeners in terms of this work-life balance um, because this is an area that a lot of us are challenged with and love to, to know more about how you deal with it in terms of your health your family your relationships and your business you know for me the the number one game changer and as I traveled around the country over the last couple of years speaking to women, this has actually become my biggest message, um, even more than the business side of things. Because for me, the truth is, it doesn't matter how successful the business is if the personal life is a mess. Um, and so the number one thing I tell women to do and I get the most emails about after is set up office hours. For some reason, as women who, who aren't leaving our house to work, we feel like we can't commit to the office hours while we're at home because we have to be doing the things that we're supposed to be doing in the house. And, and that's, that's a mistake and it's, it's a huge pitfall because nothing will ever be getting your full attention. So sitting down and, and setting up office hours, all of my partners have varying office hours and you know we work in our time zone and some of us work until three o'clock and then take an hour off to go get our kids, get them settled, get homework started and then go back to work. Um, whatever works for you and your family and your household is fine, but it's absolutely imperative that you set the hours, that the family buys into the hours and understands that when mom's in the office and the door's closed, you get what you need from somebody else, you know, whether it's dad or, you know, they're older and they can do it themselves. They, they know that that time is for you because treating your business as an actual business is the only way to grow it. When you treat it as a hobby, it stays a hobby. And so really setting up office hours and committing to giving it the hundred percent time that it deserves is, is so important. Um, one of the, the other huge tips that I have implemented in my own life is hiring help for the things that take away time from you doing what you're best at. So I often tell um, women that I work with to write down on a piece of paper, I could do more of blank if I didn't have to do blank. And you hire someone for that second blank. It might be, you know, a, a, a housekeeper that comes in once every two weeks and just does the things that keep your house happy, keep your family happy, but it doesn't mean that you need to be doing them. If you can be making, you know, 50, 60, 100, $150 an hour doing your business and hire someone for, you know, $20 an hour to clean your house, that's a payoff that makes sense. And it's funny, I went to this, this conference and these really successful women we're talking about um, 
one thing they had gone to lunch and they were all talking and one thing they all had in common was that they had their groceries delivered. They didn't spend time going to the grocery store because the payoff wasn't there. And I, I thought that was so fascinating that, you know, the groceries still get bought. They still get put in the refrigerator. It's just someone else is doing it. And as women, I think sometimes we have a hard time releasing ourselves to let someone else do that, do that work. Um, and, and the third one for me is when you make the decision to be offline and not working, you need to stick to that. Like for example, my son plays baseball. I leave my phone in the car during baseball games so that I'm not even tempted to check my email or see what's going on on Facebook. Um, you know, shutting your computer and getting down on the floor and playing with your kids. An hour of that a day in my house is worth so much more than four hours of, well, you watch TV, I'll be on my computer, but in the same room watching TV. And, and really setting up those guidelines um, and sticking to them. Mm, brilliant ideas there that we are very practical ideas or tips that we can incorporate in terms of this work-life balance so I love what you said about uh, setting office hours that is so true especially for us who are working from home and I am guilty of this at times but I have made a commitment especially to my husband because he said he commented one day that uh, he's not seeing me as much as before so I had mm-hmm. to set that hours uh, and, and it is a discipline I mean it's so sometimes so tempting to just go into the room and then work in front of your computer but then you forget that there are other areas also in your life that are important so really important to set those office hours just like when you are on a, on a day job we have hours on when we were working on our day jobs and that's the same thing with our business love that hiring help and this is huge it's not just for your business but for your personal as well having a housekeeper come on your to your home, having groceries delivered. And that's the beauty nowadays. I am so grateful um, nowadays because these are becoming more and more accessible to people. And you don't have to pay a gazillion for this. Um, Even just one hour of of, uh, free time and let other people do this for you. It's such a relief. And I felt like, wow, I thought this was... Um, only you know when you get when you make a lot of money or whatever in your business. No, I mean it's it really is, it's a time saver. And think about the the time that you save by um, having someone to do those ten dollar tasks, and you can do much much more with your business. It's really leverage. And what you said about being when you're offline, you decide to be offline, really sticking with it and being unplugged, totally unplugged, not getting having your phone around you, shutting your computer so that you won't be tempted and checking you know or notifications or emails or things like that are really important and I know it's hard but it's a discipline and you have to be deliberate in doing them so these are so practical tips that Tiffany just shared with us moms and to you out there our listeners let's incorporate the steps so that we can at least uh, not or integrate this work and life and not neglect those areas that are important to us all right, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success, 
flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? You know, it's funny. I think um, you and I have very similar definitions of success. Um, Of course, if something... For me to do something, it needs to feed my soul or feed my bank account. I'm really clear on that. I don't say yes to anything that doesn't do one of those two things. So every opportunity that comes in, does this feed my soul? No. Okay. Does it feed my bank account? Yes. Is it enough? Okay. Um, because I, I, if I'm taking time away from my family, I need to be rewarded in some way. And it either needs to be feeling good about it or it needs to be wealth. I'm, I'm very open and very... Um, candid about the fact that I I am absolutely in this to create wealth. I enjoy creating wealth. I love money. <laughs> um, but I actually don't define my success by that, which I think is really interesting. Um, I would actually say that for me, success varies every day. Um, you know, I feel successful, the most successful when I'm sticking to the the things that we just talked about when I'm sticking to my office hours, when I'm giving my family um, full time attention, um, when I'm collaborative. I mean, for me, that feeling of of collaborating and sharing ideas and getting excited and creating new things is is success for me. Um, when I'm surrounded by people with the same passion about our work. That feels like success. Um, implementing new ideas feels like success. So, you know, I think it's really important that 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 there are two two things happening. One is is feeling successful and feeling like you're at your best. And then for me, there's this other idea of an end game of where is this business going and what do I ultimately want to derive from it? Because you know, we hear a lot about people selling out you know, quote unquote, oh, he's a sellout, she's a sellout. And and the truth of the matter is, there's a price for all of us to sell out. And and my concern is that a lot of women are selling out for a lot less than they want to, because they're, they're really not admitting to themselves that there is a price. Um, and so I, I really think about my end game as, you know, developing a business that allows me to derive an income um, while I'm on an island or while I'm, you know, traveling the world Um, and allows me to be creative and participate in something larger than myself and collaborate. So it's, it's kind of both those pieces for me put together. And I feel like the success piece is, is the daily stuff that happens. And, and if I'm feeling off track at 1030, I probably need to go sit outside and listen to the fountain in my pool and regroup and come back in and and start over because you can put that success right back on track. It's just being aware and it's it's not ending up on this hamster wheel of daily life where we're, I have to do the laundry, I have to pick up the kids, I've got to get that deadline met to the client and taking a deep breath and saying, okay, today I'm focusing on these three things. 
For me, the number three is the right number. That's what my, my brain and attention span can handle. And I can do those three things pretty effectively. Um, so I think you and I are in agreement that, you know, exactly what you said. I know plenty of very wealthy people who have financial stability in the bank but are not happy and don't feel successful. And, and I think you can have both. I do. I think you can have money and be happy. And I think that, that um, you can feel successful by being part of something that's bigger than yourself. I think for me, that, that's what the key is. And, it, and it's different for everyone. Mm, that is so true. I love your perspective on your success. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's really those intangible benefits that really makes us happy. And yes, uh, we are in business to create an income to be able to sustain the what we want to sustain in life. I mean, not just for our business, not just for ourselves, but for our family. You know, money is the vehicle. But what really is so fulfilling and what brings you joy is the fact that you are able to transcend that to other people by your contribution. You know, um, the more you have, the more you're able to expand this one to other people. And that's the beauty of having a business because you are not just able to take care of yourself and your family, but you're able to share that one to other people by your contribution, whether that be your time, your expertise, your um, whatever you can contribute to back to the community. I think that's the beauty of what we do as entrepreneurs. Last but not the least, Tiffany, share our listeners that one woman out there that you admire the most and why. You know, it, it's so funny. I've been asked this a, a number of times and I really have a hard time nailing it down to one woman. I, I am inspired every day by a women I see at the grocery store with with three kids and they're they're talking to them kindly and and you know joking and laughing and enjoying that that time with their children and I'm inspired by the the 23 year old who is you know ready to take on the world and I, I I just I feel like there are so many different women out there um, that inspire us and pave the way and I, I think that's something that's really important for women to realize is that being inspired by someone who's doing doing something differently than you are is magical and it's important. You know, we, as women, we I feel like we hear a lot in media about, you know, mommy wars or women not supporting other women. And just because someone makes a different decision in their life for themselves, they're not making any comment on your decision. And so as, as a mom who's always worked, um, whether it's been from home or not from home, I, I enjoy working. And there are definitely women along the way who have inspired me and said to me, you don't have to choose one or the other. You can do both. And at the same time, I'm, I'm in awe and inspired by women who have decided that their calling and their passion and their success is in being at home with their kids and, um, you know, making dinner and they find joy in serving their family that way. And I'm inspired by that as well. So, you know, for me, it, it really doesn't come down to, to one woman. I, I do have to say that, um, I really do try to live my life as the kind of person that I want my son to become. Um, it's funny. I have a 15 year old and I'm actually unexpectedly pregnant right now with 
a girl. <laughs> um, so I'm getting ready at 40 to be the mother to a daughter. And I think I'll be very interested to see how that inspiration changes when I'm actually raising a woman. So um, I, I find it everywhere. I think all kinds of women really inspire. And I, I want to really spread that message that, that that's what we should be looking to for each other is the inspiration, not, well, you're doing it different, so it's wrong. That's um, so true. Yeah. And so that, that's really where, where I like to find my inspiration every day in, in other women and in, in seeing them live their truth. Their truth is different than my truth, and that's okay. Yes, and uh, looking at other people as inspiration, what you said, because I, I, I truly believe too that every one of us has something that can inspire each of us. We have something innate in us that is so beautiful, that is so inspiring. I see people that, wow, we are endowed with some talents that is unique to us. And I see that I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of people, especially if they're doing something that, wow, for, for them, it's so easy. For me, it's like, wow. I mean, for example, crocheting. I don't know how to crochet. I am so in awe for people who are doing that, <laughs> little things uh -huh. like that. Because they have talent that, well, for them, it's not. It's just a, a normal thing. But for me, wow, that is a big thing. I don't even know how to do that. Things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So we salute all of you women out there who are really racking it out, whether that be in business, in your family, or even in personal life. So we salute all of you from here at Today's Living Women. Lastly, Tiffany, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you. And then we'll end from there. Um, so the business part of it would really be for people that are digital influencers, um, interested in working with brands and they should, you know, check out our website, swaygroup.com. Um, as far as I love to connect with women, period. Um, I love obviously speaking to women's groups about women's topics and have spoken to a lot of different groups and, and would love to connect. Um, Twitter is a great place to reach me. I'm at... Tiffany R O M. Um, and I'm there. I'm on Facebook. Um, contact me through sit through sits or through sway group. But you know, really I just, I love to connect. I love to hear about what women are doing. If you're in the Dallas area, um, we have an event going on this weekend, bloggybootcamp.com. Um, that's just for women in the digital space who are interested in working with brands. And it's great because, um, For this weekend, you buy a ticket for $50, but if you actually attend, we give you the $50 back because we feel so strongly about the, the education, the information, and the message. So, um, yeah, Twitter is great. Sway Group's great place to reach me. But I, I so appreciate you having me on. It was, it was great talking with you, and um, I love the message that you're, you're getting out to entrepreneurs, especially the women. Thank you. So that uh, site again is www.swaygroup.com. Follow Tiffany on Twitter at Tiffany R-O-M, Tiffany Rom, or on Facebook as well. And if you are local in the Dallas area, check out uh, their bloggy bootcamp. Love that name. 
Um, and you can find out more about that on their website too. So that's this www.swaygroup.com. Really appreciate you, Tiffany, for being part of this, uh, inspiring other women all over the world. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for inspiring all of us here, your expertise, for sharing your story, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thinking of starting a podcast? Seriously consider starting a podcast of your own, remembering that it will allow you to grow in ways you never imagined. It will grow your email list, your audience, your influence, and your bank account. Go to podcastprofitsystem.com to get started. That's www.podcastprofitsystem.com. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.